Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. This is the Best Hang Podcast featuring Max Kerman, Shane Cunningham, and I am Mike Bierman. Welcome to the Best Hang Podcast. I'm Mike. We got Max. We got Shane. And Max has a new haircut. It looks good, my oh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. That's not all that's new. What else is new? You got a new music out? Got a new song? We just had a big old premiere slash screening of mm-hmm. the dessert. It's all it's all happening. Yeah. Actually, well, let's talk about this haircut for a minute. Oh, yeah. I don't know how it looks in the second. <laughs> you were wearing a hat, and then you just took... I wondered why you were wearing your hat so high. Oh. It was what? like creating a bubble over your, your head. Do you like now, the haircuts? I do. Where do you get it done? There's a new guy around the corner from my place. I want to give him a shout out. His name's Craig at like Ossington Barber Co. or something. And he's a really nice guy. And I previously was of the mind that nobody can screw up my hair. That yeah. I can go to any barber in the world, and they will do a totally mm-hmm. fine job. But then I started to have second thoughts the last couple of haircuts I got. I was like, maybe that theory is untrue because I wasn't totally satisfied. And then I went to Craig and he fucking nailed it. Huh. So he, I think I have a guy now. When you're not satisfied, is it because someone's roasting you about your hair and then you're like, eh. No, it just doesn't feel great. It just doesn't oh, okay. feel. You don't walk out of there with the confidence you want with yeah. a new cut. I keep on waiting for it to kind of fall into place in the first few days. And sometimes it just doesn't. Yeah. And then you go, oh, okay. But I think the trick for me is like keeping the sides like kind of together yeah. like, and then just like letting the, the top kind of do its thing. Yeah. yeah Bruce good. McCullough has been roasting me about my hair every time I see him, like mm. just how my hair is so bad and it's always in my face and I don't know what to do with it. Like do, do I cut <laughs> I my hair? Because yeah, he thinks you're hot. Yeah. I think that's, your hair looked great at the yeah, premiere. That was the first thing I said it. to you. Yeah, Bruce, that, oh, that's really? like I want to fuck you kind of move. Oh, okay. <laughs> good. I'll keep it then. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of stuff. We have a lot to talk about. I so think, I feel like, um, actually, well, let's, we can talk about uh, the premiere. I think we should start there. But I will say that um, Jillian just texted me, Jillian, the star of The Dessert, saying that Skin is has moved into her top five Arkell songs. Wow. And I asked her what the other five are. 
Not to make this about myself. So Jillian Smart, who yeah. stars in the sketch show, these mm. are her top five Arkell songs. She goes, in no particular order, nobody gets me like you do. Mm. Do you even know that one? No. <laughs> that sounds made up. That's a new one. That sounds like an 80s it's, song. It's, oh, it's, it's from uh, it's The Lost Record. New, no, oh, no, 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 it's from The Lost Record. Says, give me a little. I'd follow you down any road. Keep every secret you ever told. I From, like it now, but I don't know if I know it. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's kind of about Dan Hamilton. Um, oh. Ballad of Hugo Chavez. Okay, classic. Crawling Through the Window, which is also about, about Dan. Dan. I remember that was like the OG <laughs> Dan Hamilton song. And then 1111 and All Roads are tied. But then yeah, she just like texted those. me. She said, you know, I'm kicking out Ballad of Hugo Chavez for Past Life. So, I, you know, I really appreciate mm, this. Because, I like and Life Skin is in there, too. So as, you know, someone who wants to make sure that our catalog remains as good as ever, the fact that she likes a song from the first record, a song from the last record, a song from the middle record, a song, you know, like she what likes was the every one from the first one. Ballad. Uh, Ballad. For yeah, I love that song. Yeah. And like Crawl Through the Windows from High Noon. Yeah. High Noon. Yeah. Uh, Eleven Loves from High Noon and then some new ones. And guys, then Skin. Do you guys still play Michigan Left? Yeah. That's yeah. such a live banger. Yeah. Because everyone gets to jump at the exact moment where you jump. I know. Yeah. It's hard to replace that one because I, sometimes I don't want to. And then Ash goes, no, it's good. It's live Ash knows. Yeah, it's got to stay forever. You, you, you like, got to have an outside perspective yeah. on any artistic endeavor. Mm -hmm. And Ash provides that for me all the time. But another thing, I don't want to throw Jill under the bus here. No, Go for we, it. Um, is this is this have to do with the premiere? Yeah. Oh, exciting. We were talking about the premiere. Why don't we set up the premiere for everybody? Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, that's, we, yeah. So basically, uh, the show is coming out uh, July seventh on Crave. So please subscribe to Crave. Watch all six episodes. Uh, the show really is uh, as an experiential thing. You want to go episode one to six because there's a lot going on in there that all ties together. So it is. You can watch individually, mm -hmm. a la carte, pick your favorite sketch. But if you go front to back, you are rewarded. So we hope that you enjoy it that way. What we did was a screening. Uh, uh, where we played the very first episode as it is fully intact and then a second sort of episode that was made specifically for the screening of like some of our favorite sketches that we thought would play well in a theater as uh, standalone sketches um everyone came out to the paradise uh we had a big old sort of like a photography thing and nathan nash was doing photos we had bruce mccullough we had press we had you know it was just wonderful we did a, a sort of an opening sort of thank you to people that are coming we screened it we'll talk about that we did a q a after that max was moderating that was fantastic uh -huh. Max made a little speech after the first, uh, after we screened both episodes, uh -huh. but that's what was going on. It was a big old sort of celebration of this show coming out uh, in Toronto. It was very cool. And a bunch of people showed up that I didn't necessarily expect to see, but it was cool to have them there. Like I saw Jared Diggs for the first time. Oh yeah. I ended up talking to Jared forever. Uh, John Smith, uh, formerly of a great <laughs> band called Young Rival, who is responsible for the great opening graphics of the show. Yeah. He was there. He's the coolest calmest guy in the world yeah too. he's oh, always yeah. been sweet like that yeah. too the aesthetic of the show he really created and he has now gone on to quite a bit of prominence because all of the visuals for taylor swift's current tour are done by some of very own. yeah yeah not yeah. all but no, no. right it's just what it's just the, we the can exaggerate it no, i'm just say kidding all. yeah just, i was going hard no 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 he um there's a few moments like design in the set. elements design yeah. elements of her screens uh, for a few yeah. of the songs digital artwork yeah, yeah. yes yeah i actually asked him about that immediately i was like how'd you get that gig and he and he told he said when he first first started working on it, he didn't even know who it was for right and it turned to be taylor swift smart move yeah if you find out it's taylor you're gonna charge a lot more <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um yeah it, it was awesome we, you know we had friends of the comedy community mark little and laura selovitz were there and laura selovitz stars in blackberry yeah she's really good in that she's yeah. awesome and uh, she's really we saw them live doing the, yeah. the performance with bruce, bruce and they were both so really funny. funny yeah so uh, brent hodgie who's an acclaimed documentarian who has been on this podcast he came it was I thought it was awesome, um, but it and it was cool for me because usually when I'm involved in anything, I'm really the center of it, 
And as a result, I get very stressed out. And on like mm-hmm. a show night, I have to kind of be totally on. But because I'm a more of a complimentary role, I really got to enjoy the night. I wasn't really stressed out the day of. I didn't really prepare too much for my Q&A, but, but I was like ready and happy to do it. But I didn't have that like low simmering anxiety <laughs> that, I, that I suffer from like with Arkell stuff. So I personally had an amazing night. That's great. How did it go for you, Shane? <laughs> for me, it's tough because I had expectations and that's the worst thing you can have going yeah. into anything is expectations, mm-hmm. unless they're low expectations. I usually lean negative and that's the way I protect my heart. But our fatal flaw was where we sat. We didn't sit in the mix with the audience. We sat on the balcony. Yeah. I had been to a screening before in a much smaller theater called Carlton Cinema, I think. It holds about half the capacity. But because everyone's so tight in there, you could hear this uproarious laughter at almost every breath. Like Meyer's movie is called Delivery. It's a comedic documentary. So if I just went, hello, (laughs) the whole theater would erupt in laughter. So I went in with those type of expectations. Mm -hmm. However, Paradise is a much bigger theater. And what I didn't account for was that you couldn't hear the laughs as good on Mm -hmm. the balcony. So I had to trust everyone after the show going, man, that was hilarious. We were howling the whole time. (laughs) I was like, no, you weren't. I didn't hear (laughs) shit up there. But apparently there was lots of laughs. And I do have some proof that there was because Myers hired a cameraman (laughs) to film audience reactions. And he's been sending me clips of audiences laughing at oh, jokes. You go. so yeah. that does make you feel good it's so funny because the way the paradise is just to describe it is so it's like it's like you have like what you would imagine is a normal theater so you have all the seats sort of like down in what a theater is and then behind that is an elevated balcony that's like pretty high up and so whatever at some point it was decided uh, that the cast and the creators and the whatever we would sit in the balcony so we sort of do our opening speech and then we all go up to the balcony it's shane myself bella jill like our wives pops everybody right so it's like and look down on the masses laughing their faces in off in theory you think but that's you think, what I, that was my idea <laughs> let's watch over. them laughing yes that's what I said the I go, popcorn I, that is being thrown into the air I go well look at all the execs and they won't know we're looking at them and beer is being spilled knees are being slapped arms are putting around shoulders but yeah. then yes. in practice you're behind you're looking at backs of heads and all the laughter is going forward and below you so we're behind yeah. everything acoustically. <laughs> so you're hearing laughter, but you're kind of like, huh, that might be a little bit bigger. That might be a little bit bigger. And then afterward, and now you got, you know, Ash and Max and Bruce, you were all sitting amongst the people. Yeah. You guys are veteran premiere people. You're like, you have to sit with the people. What are you doing yeah. up there? Like royalty, yeah. like you fucked up. Give us a true accounting. And like Shane said, there is video proof because there can be a bit of like, oh, they're just being kind to the creative no. people like like oh no it was good but looking at the video proof because Myers hired a guy mm-hmm. it did feel like it was borne out from what we heard but give us your experience yeah no so I was front and center like right packed in the middle and yeah. I was next to Chris Taylor who had seen a bit of the show and it was familiar with some of the sketches but he was like audibly groaning at the vasectomy speech like <laughs> oh like one of those uh and like huge chuckles um to his left was our friend adrian who is best friends with evan goldberg and i've come to know adrian recently and she went to university with evan goldberg and has known him since he was 18 years old and she's like cackling like and she sent me like the longest like holy shit this is amazing i love this she came up comedy. to me afterwards oh, she, she was awesome yeah okay. she kind of looked like you right 
Yeah, curly hair. Yeah, Jewish. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> she looked like me. She did. She looked like I was like, this looks like the female version of Max. Oh, she's yeah. quite enthusiastic too. Yeah, I'll take it. Um, there's someone else in front of me who was making weird sounds at weird times. I don't know. I thought the energy was kind of chaotic and crazy. Yeah, exactly in the way that the show is supposed to be. So it was really good. And then it was just like really fun to talk to people afterward about it. We talked to uh, Haji on the phone, Brent Haji, and Haji is a comedy nerd in the way that mm -hmm. we are, you know, he made the freaks and geeks documentary. He's, you know, done stuff with, he knows Judd Apatow. Well, he was texting photos of the marquee to Judd Apatow because, because Judd loves Bruce McCullough. And he, I talked to him on the phone That's yesterday awesome. and he's like, Joe's a hit. Shane's a fucking star. <laughs> uh, Mark Myers is an insane director. Like that guy can is a Swiss army knife. He can do anything. And like, anyway, he couldn't say enough nice things about the show. Like, and, yeah. and, and by the way, and, I'll, and I'm going to be honest with you, and I withheld this information from you. He's like, honestly, Max, oh. when I sent you the original pilot, I didn't think it was that good. I didn't think, I didn't totally get it. Who said that? Haji. Fuck him. <laughs> no, oh. but the original pilot before it got fully finished. I see. And then he came to the thing. Shane, this is a compliment. This okay. is a compliment. Think about Get it. Get to the comment. It's quicker. I no, no, I know. You know I thought there was more compliments. No, uh, that's good. I'm just joking. Yeah, no, no. So he was just like, just so impressed and we were actually kind of going through all the different skits about like what his favorite one and his favorite is like bulges that that is a universal hit yeah he told me that he was messaging yeah. me afterwards yeah. too. yeah so anyway so it was cool it was it was really awesome just to uh for me to be in the room and just like you know see everyone's hard work uh be appreciated so i, I don't know i had a great time was there any sketch that you weren't so sure about going into the premiere but seeing it in a room full of people you were like oh this might be for some people um no no okay no i think uh th there's other sketches that in the show that i like more than a few of them that were in uh that that made the final cut name the one maybe we'll throw it in the hamilton screening test it out Ooh, i i mean this is maybe more niche and specific to me but i like uh the comedy like the improv one I comedy think party com or, or I like we're mixing improv. two up I, yeah I, I we're like throwing both. work improv into That's the going next good. screening okay cool yeah. I, what else there's another one we're throwing home, home videos, home videos into. Is, is really going good into. Too. Yeah. So those are, those are really good. But yeah. yeah. But you do bring up a good point, Shane, that there is a Hamilton screening and mm -hmm. that this episode may be out before mm -hmm. that screening comes out. It is, it's pretty packed, but there might be a few more spots. People want to come out. That's what we're saying on the pod, right? We're yeah. like DM the Instagram and there might be a few spots left, but it is uh, Tuesday, July 4th at the Zoetic in Hamilton. Uh, but we'll put you on list. You got to DM. You can't just be showing up and getting in if your name's not on list, potentially. Uh, and yeah, so that's a seven o'clock doors, eight o'clock screening. We'll say a few words before and we'll do a little Q&A after. Hey everyone, producer Nathan here with a quick editor's note. Obviously, we didn't get this episode up in time for the Hamilton screening, but we did see quite a number of you there wearing your best hang gear. So we really appreciate you showing up. Back to the up. But we'll say right now, Max, you're, you won't be able to make it. You I can't make it, unfortunately. Another, another thing. You want to keep man. that part shrouded in mystery. That's the know? main play. Well, I don't want people to show up <laughs> disappointed. Let them know. Who gives a shit? <laughs> low, low expectations are the best way to show up to a premiere, man. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Well, so let's already learned. let them know oh, that Max ain't yeah. going to be there. No, in that theory, you're right. Yeah, okay. you know. because So, so so yeah. And, you know, he's got music coming out. This guy's all over the place. It's true. I, uh, yeah. I, it was awesome to see everybody on stage speak about their experience. Speak? Yeah, I like speak. that. Did I say that? Yeah. Speak about their experience. And I thought you both were incredibly eloquent and uh, the insight that you were able to offer to everybody in the crowd about like what it meant to you, I thought was really special. I thought it was really cool for the audience to get to know Jillian and Bella and, and, and how, you know, what a gratifying experience it was for them as young comics to work with like veterans like yourself and to make something with such a high production value. And then also for Bruce, just to be like, 
the Lauren Michaels of the whole operation and, and people in the comedy world go like, okay, if this person is involved, then you know it's got to be something special. Yeah, I was impressed at Mike's ability to elicit applause breaks. That's something oh. I've always wanted to be able to do. <laughs> oh, what, you're good at this. What <laughs> is the secret to getting an applause break? Like, how do you do that? Because I, I was know. thinking like, how the fuck would I get an applause break? <laughs> I think it's all about the setup of the thing. It's like, and you know what? That's why Jillian is one of the best comics in Toronto. Hey! But you have to you have to do a thing like a setup. Did you put your arm out? Like, did you do that? Like, <laughs> I, did that do it? I I did a bit of that. Yeah, I think it. I think because it's your frontman like, stuff. My maybe yeah. It is. And I think the way that like I con like consciously I like to answer. On it. So like the setup is we're all up there. It's like the creators, the cast, Bruce, Max is up there uh, asking questions. The way that I sort of intentionally wanted to answer any sort of question mm -hmm. is basically talk about other people's contributions the yeah. people who directed the sketches, the people who wrote the sketches, obviously the three main stars of the show. And I think just when you do that naturally, people in the audience want to show their appreciation. So if I mm -hmm. like mention something that somebody did that they just seen on the screen and thought, then they want to clap. Or if, you know, obviously I mentioned, uh, you know, cause Mark, we said he directed like over like 34 of the 51 sketches, but then I was like, you know, Matt Unsworth uh, directed a sketch and you know, there was a hauler. And then I was like, Alison Johnson was fantastic. You know, then there's like, Allison had her people in the crowd. Yeah. So just saying names and like people want to, I think after the screening, which, you know, people seem to be really enjoy it and appreciative. They want to sort of vocalize how they feel about you guys, the cast mm. or anyone that sort of did the work and all that stuff. But basically just don't talk about yourself, talk about how everyone else did. And people want to get on board with that. Yeah. There was a point where Jillian was talking about how nice we were or whatever. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, I, I should say, no, you're nice, Joe. But I'm like, I'm going to sound like a smug, like disingenuous person. Mm -hmm. <laughs> And then Mike's like, no, Jillian. We're lucky to have Jillian and Belle in the crowd. Like, Mike, Mike, Mike. Like, Mike fuck, I should have said that. <laughs> and, and, and honestly, just being like, yeah, authentic. Because yeah. you can't be like too much like, you girls are stars and everybody should. You just got to be like, like honestly, like I, I just spoke from like the heart. Like mm -hmm. they're we're we're lucky. Mm -hmm. to, we're lucky that this group came together. I'm, and you know what? You know we were talking about this before uh, with Ash. We it was all, all recorded. We may put this out. We yeah. may put out the Q and A. You hear Max? He he maestroed the thing expertly. Mm. You know, like a good old point Did guard. I? You were doing great. Right, cool. You were great. You were yeah. just going off the dome. Uh huh. You know, I didn't have any really prepared remarks at the top. I wish I was a little bit more eloquent there. Shane, I, I know Shane. I know you weren't totally happy with your speech off the top, but but I think your speech off the top was so good. I was oh, so taken thanks. by it. And I don't know. It's like, this is like a serious person who is like a craftsman and cares about his job a lot. Oh, thanks. I was so impressed yeah. by it. And I was actually, and I was with our friend, Amy, who's a, in TV, she's a agent. And I was just kind of watching you all through her eyes, mm -hmm. not as my friends. And I was like, oh, this is like a very impressive group. Mm, oh, cool. good. Oh, yeah. thank you. I really mean it. Yeah. Oh, what good. did I say off the top? I can't even remember. It honestly went by so quick that it's like, it's hard to remember. Like you were doing a little bit more administrative stuff. You were kind of doing a lot of thank yous. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like uh, the appropriate people. Thanks for giving yeah. us money to make a TV show. It's hard yeah. to make a sketch show. Yeah. We appreciate it. I talked about your contribution, obviously, yeah, with the music did. and everything, mm -hmm. which is fantastic. Um, and then, yeah. And then John, John Poplis. Yeah. He was supposed to do a bit how it was like 
hallowed ground. He he had run all these lines he was going to say that were like not comfortable coming out of my mouth. <laughs> so I was going to rib him a little bit about uh-huh. that, but he ditched it when because yeah. certain people weren't in the audience that he was going to uh, mention. Mm. So it fucked my <laughs> beginning up. So then when it got over to me, I'm like, hey, uh, hi everybody, I'm a, I'm the awkward guy, and I, I just forgot what to say because starting a speech is so mm-hmm. important to get you to the next totally bits of it. And we had it planned yeah. the way the three of us would like. I'd sort of welcome everybody, do some thank yous. Then John was, yeah, speaking about, and, and you know, like you said, the hollowed ground, those words coming out of John's mouth, they're authentic to him. So yeah. it, 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 it absolutely sort of reads. And then you were- And then I never wrote my shit what, down. No, this is all he said <laughs> in the text group. It's, we sort of, I'm like, okay, I'm going to hit like X, Y, and Z. I don't think that will step. John's like, okay, I'm going to do this. And then Shane goes, hey, I'm just going to say that uh, it's, it's not about tough times. It's about tough people or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Tough yeah, times yeah. make tough people. And, that, and you just left tough it at that. Tough times don't last, tough people do. That's yeah, it. Yeah, tough yeah. times don't last, tough people do. It's like, I'll just hit that and we'll be good. It's like, all right. Uh, but you know what? It's funny. Um, I think I've learned uh, over the years um, as a performer that you really have to try your best to put yourself in the shoes of a random person who's relatively detached to the whole thing. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because it's like there's been so many shows that, uh, you know, that have been ruined because like uh, your in-ear monitor mix isn't great. And I know like Tony in our band stomps around and he's like, I had the worst show ever. He's better about it now. But in the past, he used to like be completely miserable, myself included too, if something like just wasn't quite right. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, Tony, it was like 12,000 people going crazy. Yeah. Like you should have just tried to enjoy the show, right? They were like, or you have a preconceived notion of how many people are going to be there and maybe not as many people show up. So then you're kind of bummed out. Or, you know, it's like if it does, if the environment isn't exactly the way you envisioned it in your dreams, it can really throw you off. And then you have to just go, no, no, no. There's a, there's a person here who hasn't really thought too much about it. Yeah. And I just need to try to impress them. And that's the only thing that really matters. Well, that's the consistency. Like no matter what, it's like, you just got to do the same thing. Cause most people don't know what's going on yeah. or don't give a shit. Uh-huh. And so it's like, you got to kind of do the thing you were going to do, whether it's the way you expected it or not. Yeah. From the stage too. Sometimes I'll like look in, let's say we're playing a show and it's not, not sold out. And, and I know that hasn't like done as well as I wanted to in my mind, I'll be like looking at the back corners. I'll be like, and without our empty and like in a, in a big hall, think and i'll be like fuck everybody's everybody's looking at those seven seats in the back that aren't sold everybody's just thinking about those i'm a fucking failure i'm a fraud there's seven seats in the back everyone's just looking at those seven seats in the back like people are not looking at the seven seats yeah. in the back there's the concept so do you guys when you're when you do that so like for instance on monday night you know like we got up on stage and you look at a theater full of people and it's it's a it's a it's a it's an interesting sort of group because there's you know there's like television people there there's like comedy people there there's musicians there's it's a whole interesting sort of press all of this stuff and so and i don't like you know like we're all pretty i mean i know you and i max are very comfortable and shane you're great whenever you do it but i know it's not like you don't get excited to get up necessarily and talk in that sort of way maybe Mm -hmm. no but what i want to know is what you guys do uh with what you look at in a situation like that because the room was pretty lit so if the room's normally darkens the spotlight's on you you can kind of just you're not seeing much anyway but for me I don't want to make eye contact, yeah. strong contact, contact with any like one person. Uh-huh. Like I saw, like you know, Ash and you were sitting together, and so it's like you, it's like you pick it off. You go, okay, I know they're in that part of the crowd, but I don't want to like sit no. and make kind, eye contact with Ash or anyone for a long time. So what I do is my eyes tend to like, I kind of like fuzz out. Yeah, it gets blurry a little bit. The whole crowd gets blurry. You just kind of, but you keep looking around. So people think you're making eye contact with certain people. I never make direct or strong eye contact for too long. What do you do in that situation? Same thing. But I think once you do it enough and you, 
and you want to be grounded in the moment, sometimes it's actually great to look at somebody and try to find somebody who's dialed in because then it actually gives you power. It gives you strength. If somebody like, at least in a concert, if you're seeing someone who's really locked in and cares and you can like think about them for a second, it's like, oh, that's a person. That person cares what I'm saying. It actually fires you up a bit. Yeah. But it, but it takes some of the, you know, during shows, sometimes it takes like half an hour to actually get there as opposed to just looking in a, in a broad kind of way. I've never, I don't know. I didn't think about it. maybe jr Diggs, i was looking at just because he was being kind of f- funny like he would be like look at his phone and just his posture was funny so sometimes i would just look at him i'm like what is he doing and i would just laugh to myself so in the after party yeah we all went out to the lobby and then we, then we went across the street to winona and it was fun it was just all catching it's up the people. bar not my daughter and spelled with an e w-e-n-o-n-a which is cool it is cool Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. And I was talking to Jill and she, I think she made reference to, I hope I'm not betraying her trust. She made reference to her husband, Trevor, as being a wife guy. It's like, and I was like, what's a wife guy? And then she's like, oh, someone who's just like is proud and likes to talk about their wife. I was like, oh, okay. That's interesting. I was like, is, is Shane a wife guy? She's like, Shane's not a wife guy. Wow. I'm like, is Mike a wife guy? And I think she said you were a wife guy. <sighs> so then I just asked her, I was like, what is the definition of a wife guy? Hmm. And I, and then she just. Honestly, we might have to cut this out. But do you think it's a bad <laughs> idea? She sent me a voice note. Yeah. Of, oh, play it. Of what? Okay, but if this offends you guys. You guys no, can't. No, no. You guys have never heard this. Okay. okay. You got okay. it. Let's see what she says. There's two messages. One's a minute. Another's 56 seconds. Let's see. And this is Jill not knowing she's being recorded on this podcast. Okay. <laughs> Which we might need to cut. Yeah, out. we can run it by her. Okay, so it's very important to note that a wife guy is not just a husband. You could be a husband, but you're you're not a wife guy. But you have to be a husband to be a wife guy. Okay, so that's the first part of it. Second part of it is um, half of your, like, I don't want to say half of your personality because that sounds so mean, but a big chunk of it has to be about how much you love your wife. You find an identity in how much you love your wife. John Mulaney, for example, half of his stand-up for years was was about how much he loved his wife, right? So that turned out. He's a wife guy. Do you, do you see what I mean? Let me know if you need more clarification. I could talk about this for hours and hours and hours. Okay, Another right. important note, there is a dark side to the wife guy because sometimes they use their devotion to their wife as like personal branding, as like a personal gain sort of thing. And it's like, doesn't always, it's not always super genuine. There was drama in the wife guy community a few <laughs> months ago because this infamous, I guess now he's infamous, but at the time he was known for loving his wife, this guy on the internet. Then he goes and cheats on his wife. Okay. That's when the whole charade of the wife guy falls apart. Same thing with John Mulaney. Always talked about how much he loved Anna Marie Tendler. What does he do? Leaves it for someone else. Has a baby with that, with that girl. Mm. Right. Mm. So the wife guy might seem, it might seem like a cute little, like, Oh, he just loves his wife. No, no, no. There's a whole dark subculture of this. Sometimes it's cute, but 
worthy of suspicion. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah, that's that's interesting. interesting. And it, what's more interesting than anything is that she considers her own husband a wife guy. <laughs> I think that's what she said. <laughs> I don't totally remember. You got to be suspicious of Trev then. <laughs> you you can't win, right? Like whether you're a wife guy or not. Yeah, but definitely like. Alex, I think anyone who knows me knows Alex is my best friend. Mm -hmm. Like I'm, she's around me all the time. I do everything with her. I'm so dependent on people. I never do anything alone. But you don't, I guess, talk about her in the way that like Mulaney talks about, no, talked about no, his ex. Like Mulaney is, talks about Alex? <laughs> like Poplis, huge wife guy. Like the thing, he's like, my wife is a supermodel. I have the hottest wife. And he was just, he's going on about her beauty and everything. And Al, he went to, to Alex my wife's the hottest woman here right now. And, I, and I'm like, don't say that to Alex. I was like, don't say that. She doesn't like that. Like, so And for me, um, I'm embarrassed of Alex, like the way she looks, not that she, cause she looks too good. And I'm always, I don't feel worthy of, cause she looks too good. So I would never be like, my wife is so beautiful. Cause I'd get embarrassed. People think I was bragging or using it to prop myself up socially, but I'm uh, embarrassed. Uh, I get Does it. Does that make sense? Yeah, it totally makes sense. And I was trying to explain that cause Alex is getting jealous. She's like, you know, why don't you say that about me? I'm like, I'm kind of like low key and I'm embarrassed of your beauty. So I don't want to ever tell you you're beautiful. <laughs> or other people. Yes. Uh, yeah. Her, anything. And everything. <laughs> you wouldn't even tell her to, like in, in a private She's setting. She's like, no one's here, Shane. Just it's tell me I'm like beautiful. It. It's like how I can't say Jill and Bella were lucky to have them. Every Everything feels disingenuous or hokey coming right. out of my mouth. Mm -hmm. Like nothing feels real coming out of my mouth. Mm -hmm. It's hard. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, what are your thoughts, Mike? Uh, yeah, no, I'm, I, yeah, I don't know. Like I, I think she's saying like, if you make like being a wife guy is a part of like whatever a person's brand is. I hate using that term, but like the mm -hmm. idea of like, or part of your identity, let's use that word. It's yeah. like, like I love and respect my wife, but I don't talk about her all the time. So I don't think that I'm like. Like I make it very clear. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like about mm -hmm. my like obviously affection for a person I decided to build a life with and who and all of those things. But would you guys say that I'm always on about it? I don't think so. I don't so. think like, so. I, like I think Dan and I are very independent of each other as well. You know, we're very yeah. different people. But I think we've we're really proud of the life we've built and yeah, where I think we it's meet. more to do with just like your social media posting. It's like yeah. do you do all I post. I I don't I post to Alex probably more than anything. And my, Alex, and my kids are all I post about. Yeah, you but you yeah, don't really you post, post much in general though. No, but if I put something up, it's never like my face. It's my kids. No, I know Alex. that. But but I'm saying for someone, if you're posting regularly, I, can make, I, I don't, don't think I post Dan really. No, you I don't. post my kids a lot. Mm -hmm. Like you probably post Alex more than I would post Dan. You'll have Dan. to get Jillian yeah. on the phone. This guy's a wife guy. I'm a, I'm a complicated case, as are you, Mike. Yeah. Because yeah. I think you and Danica are so independent. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. I can't go to bed unless Alex goes to bed with me. Like we would never have a night where she's like, I'm going to bed. And I'm like, oh, I'm just going to watch the game. Right. That would never happen in a million really? years. Ever. Not once. Wow. And if she ever did that, I'd be offended. I'd be like, what are you doing? Like, what's wrong? Because uh, I need people that much. That's how codependent I am. Wow. You guys are like John and Yoko. It's like me and Popolis too. I'm so dependent yeah. on him. <laughs> like I become, he's my work wife or whatever. Mm -hmm. Popolis. So just to wrap this, <laughs> assuming this stays, I guess we'll, we'll cut the pod and what we'll show it to What would be the Jill? risk of having it stay though? I don't know. Uh, maybe maybe Jill just Jill like, right I now. sent that to you in private, Max. Oh, oh right. You can tell her I we're see. on the pod. Let's do a live call. Put her on the speaker. Be like, uh, we just played your voice note. Hopefully we can keep it in. I, yeah. still, I still have her saved in my phone as Jillian TikTok. <laughs> Hello. Hey, Jillian. Hi. We're recording a pod right now. And uh, we ended up talking about what a, what, what's the expression? Wife guy. Wife what guy. a wife guy is. Yeah. And so 
you sent a voice note to Max and we played it on the pod and we kind of debated whether or not we were wife guys. We wanted to know if you could consent to that. <laughs> we're yeah, wondering sure, if Max none playing... of you guys are wife guys. What? None of you guys are wife guys, but I know you love your wives. But, but think, whose wife is around more than me? Like, you were on the set. She was, like, attached at the hip to me. Wouldn't that be kind of wife guy adjacent? It doesn't mean that you don't love your wife, but it's like, if you were, like, a wife guy, then you would always be like, oh, my... You would say... Uh, you'd come and you'd be like, someone would say, Shane, how, what's going on? How are you doing? And you'd be like, oh, well, Alex is is doing this and this. And you'd always be posting about Alex. You'd say, Look at oh, my, my Instagram. I've never Shane. posted my face once. It's always Alex and the kids. Alex and the kids. Check it out. Yeah, because it doesn't mean that you're not a loving husband. But, like, you don't always want to be wife guy. Okay, you're right. Does Trevor know that he's a wife guy? Um, I think so. All right. Did you shake your head no? No, I think he is a wife guy. Sometimes I'm like, cut the shit. Like, you're trying to make <laughs> us look bad. So trust me, you can me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, Julie, oh, my beautiful wife's in a show. I'm like, yeah, there's two other stars of the show that you could tag in that post, <laughs> asshole. Yeah. That's, yeah. I think he is. Yeah. But no, not, he's a wife guy. It doesn't always, um, it's not always uh, menacing, but sometimes yeah. it is. Well, got you. Got you. The main question, though, Jill, is that. Max played your voice notes. Was that an unethical move? Can mm-hmm. we keep it in the pod? Well, yeah, you can keep it in the pod unless I sound like an act, like a like an idiot. No, you sound great. Cool. Okay. All right. We'll talk to you later, Jillian. <laughs> All right. Bye bye. Bye, Jill. Bye bye. Right, there you have it. There you go. Well, guys, great night. Anything else that happened in the after party that would need to be discussed? Just hanging. Good times. A lot of goodwill. I think what's great about something like that is you just people say really, really kind mm-hmm. things. Uh, we saw so many, you know, people there that were in the industry that are, were so, so nice and said great things. And it made you just feel good and confident about the show and excited uh, for the future, uh, which also involves not only a show in Hamilton that we mentioned. And hopefully we see you guys at that uh, screening on Tuesday, July 4th. But we have another big announcement. This show has it all. We haven't even talked about your music yet. We never talked about skin. We'll get there. Okay. Well, the three of us are going to be appearing what? in Montreal at Ooh. Just for Laughs Montreal. on Thursday, July 27. Wee wee. Wee So we're going to be there. A live pod coming to uh, JFL Montreal. Uh, if you're a comedy fan, we have done multiple JFL specials uh, on our podcast uh, in, the fa- in the last half decade. It is a scene. Have you ever been? Max? Never been a Jeff Oh, my there. God. So Shane and I have been multiple times. It is the best. You're around sort of, you know, if you're into comedy, this is the place to be. And it is a real thrill uh, that they're they're having us. Acast uh, and JFL are putting on a big old Shouts show. Shouts to Yale and Sophia. Shouts. Uh, and, uh, and we'll have a guest to be named later, uh, which should be exciting as well. In addition to that, we're also bringing the whole dessert fam out to Montreal, where we're going to have a panel celebrating and talking about the dessert uh, with Max. We'll be on that. We'll have the cast, Shane, Bella, Jill, um, myself, and Jonathan Popolis will also be on that panel uh, speaking uh, about the show in, in all of its sort of glory and its capacity. Do we know who's moderating? I have no idea. Oh, I'm moderating. Oh, Max moderating that one. <laughs> I forgot. You're right. I did know it's that. Me. That's right. Master uh, moderator. Yes. 
And Justin Stockman will also be on the uh, the podcast. Justin, of course, uh, greenlit the show. We've called him the the Pod Father before, and uh, like I said, from the the stage at the Paradise Theater on Monday at the screening, uh, Justin has been a great uh, supporter and collaborator with us for years. And mm-hmm. so it'll be awesome to be on a stage with him and just hanging out in Montreal because actually the, the last the last uh, JFL we did before the pandemic, we were with Justin because remember we went out and uh, we did that weird tiki bar with Chris Lavis. Yes, yeah. of course. Yeah, yeah, no, that was a good time. I yeah. also said some beautiful words about Justin on stage. Just, you did. Yes, yes I said no beautiful words. No, no you did I did give him a hug. I just saw him on the way in the building right now. No, oh, just, wow. You should have invited him on the pod. I should have. He looked like he was going for lunch. Mm. He's just ravenously hungry. Yeah, I should go my way. Yeah, I can't talk. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so JFL, uh, come out there. Are tickets online, and I check it out. Google the Just for Laughs. Very exciting times. We're very excited to head out to Montreal, and hopefully we see you there. Yeah, if you have skin, you should be there. <laughs> I love the segue. That's pretty good. Yeah, Arkell's put out a new song. Say, uh, What's it's it called? called? Skin. Oh, yeah. You, you said it was. You were gonna say it's, it's called, called Segway. Segway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the single from our new record, Laundry Pile, that comes out in September. Uh, and yeah, it's it's one of my favorite songs I think we've ever written. I is mean, this, I like all of our songs differently, but this song would be reasons. a ballad, is it? No, this one starts kind of vibey, but then kind of turns into one of those like mid-tempo. Driving down the highway like the Eagles. Just a little taste of the chorus melody. I don't want to miss a thing. Yeah. I don't want to miss another day. I thought I knew. I thought I knew what I wanted when I started. And actually, that's a great part. The I thought I knew I thought it was what I wanted. It's really nice. on, On the new record, there's a few instances where I really try to like do some sort of classic like Kind of like country style songwriting motifs. Just, what's that one that the Bare Naked Ladies covered by Bruce Coburn? Uh, Lovers in a Dangerous Time. It's kind of got like that Lover, shuffle and yeah. pushes. Like uh, I, your song doesn't sound like that, but it uh-huh. always reminds me of that sort of driving, uh, nice, feels comfortable, yeah. and just the melodies and yeah. Well, I want. I, I was kind of intentionally trying to do the thing that like a lot of greats are like Nashville country songwriters do, where they like they hinted something off the top of the song and then there's a rap to the end of the chorus that kind of encapsulates the whole thing. So the the top of the song is, I like your skin on a Sunday morning. I like your skin when you're sitting in the park. I like your skin in the wintertime. I like your skin when you're getting horny. That's not the exact lyric, but, <laughs> uh, but, but, and then there's the, and then it gets to the chorus, which I just sang for you, but the chorus is wrapped up with, if you ask me what might have changed, I want skin in the game. Mm. So it's a kind of a double entendre where it's just like a, a metaphor for wanting to be more committed. But you start the song with using it more of just like physically, like I love like your sex, though. Oh, just your, your beauty and like being around your presence. The metaphor oh, sorry. Yeah. skin in the game, you're using the same word. Skin is one of those words, too. But really, do you love skin in the winter? Because my skin looks terrible in the winter. This is, that's when you love someone so much, you love them any time of day. When there, does anybody like someone's. Maybe the line when I love you in spite of your bad winter skin. <laughs> No, no, no. You, you accept warts and all. All flaws. Yeah. Are you a wife guy secretly? <laughs> nope. <laughs> not falling in that trap. Uh, <laughs> no way. Um, so, yeah. So, so of course, Mark Myers did the music video. Derek Hoffman produced it. And, and the band, you know, wrote it and co-produced it. So, it's cool. I'm, like, really pumped on it. And, like, it feels like it's going to be... Um, classic uh yeah. classic song but i was gonna say you know how sometimes you see singers and mm-hmm. they've sung a song like a hundred times but they get caught up and they start crying at their own song <laughs> are you ever like are you able to cry at your own music and has that ever happened to you and do you think it will ever happen to you if, if not i don't think so no? I, by the time the song comes out you, you're sort of detached from it it's you've just, never cried at your own beautiful song no i think in the making of this record i was 
quite em- emotional, I think, about it. But now I'm so it seems like from a different time kind mm. of thing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So and I find that's the case with most. And actually, a lot of the songs sometimes they become about. I do think about the lyrics sometimes when I'm on stage, and they become about the thing you're going through now. Yeah. I don't want to talk about this in, in some kind of like self indulgent way. Uh, but but if I'm being honest, it's like you know I could have written a song about somebody in the past and but i'm applying it to my situation right now or mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah, yeah. so it's, yeah. it's, it's kind of sweet that way how it's like the song can kind of take on different meanings as i grow and change as a person but i do want to tell you a little thing about a thing i did on saturday speaking of country music go on you went to you met shania twain maybe i went to a country music concert featuring the iconic shania twain and <laughs> what was interesting about it is that <laughs> let's go girls we um she is an icon she's an icon and i went as a guest of a friend uh, that i met through nick nurse who happens to know shania shania and he said hey we're gonna go see eileen and fred i'm like eileen that's her given i'm name. like who's eileen yeah and he's like oh we're going to the concert i'm like who's that and then it turned out it was shania and her husband fred and so uh, a couple of funny things happened we go to the concert and we're invited backstage uh to the catering area sorry is nick nurse with you or it's just no, a friend no, of a friend I, that's I, how you have the a friend of a friend yes. now we're friends gotcha. one of those kinds of things and i'm with ash and the thing which is really fun about this night is that you know i get to do lots of fun stuff and i get invited to all sorts of interesting experiences and sometimes i have to think about like oh who like of my friend group like who would appreciate this the most and it really is very specific on like the thing that i'm being invited to yeah. sometimes it's been either of you sometimes it's other friends but i was like oh there's one person who cares more about this than anybody it's ash because ash grew up in sault Ste. marie as we know shania twain is from timmins, timmins. and she, and ash has an affection for shania in a very childlike way because Ash is, as we know, the most like discerning, critically minded, finding every angle to every artistic endeavor and what makes it good, what makes it bad, what makes it lame, what makes it cool, whatever. When you're in showbiz at the level that she is, you know what I mean? Doing it, uh, the way that she's doing it, you lose a bit of the joy, the childlike joy yeah. of maybe of maybe. The, you seen behind the curtain too much. Exactly. Once the once it's peeled back, it's hard to recapture the joy. But you're saying maybe Shania. Oh, Shania. So does I, this for I Ash. looked over to Ash during the concert, and Shania and Ash was like singing and smiling and <laughs> jumping like a child, and it was so awesome oh, to man. see her in that zone. Uh, so it was, it was very fun to share the night. Which Shania, Shania, Shania song? song? Yeah, yeah. Hey, look at that. That's tough. Um, kind of comes down to the outfits. So it's like, you really got to <laughs> stick with like that. Don't impress me much. Your man, I feel like a woman. Oh, but yeah. I like the, um, she has really cool hair in the up video. So that <laughs> makes oh, it yeah. surge. But this is embarrassing because I can't think of the title. I'm just like singing in my head. Get you good or whatever that yeah, one is. Which is like on the motorcycle. Yeah. Sick. Yeah. Up is like later era Shania, right? Wasn't like that third like album. third album? Yeah. yeah. But she looks super young in the video. Yes. She's like, I'm wearing baggy pants and like crimping my hair. Yeah. And I was probably 13 or something, right? So at the time, it's a good killer. One. Do you remember whose boots have your, who, whose Ooh. bed have your boots been under? Mm. That's a great song. So anyway, before the show though, we meet Fred and Fred is, uh, is the husband. Is the husband. And if you recall, you know, there's a bit of a switcheroo that happened. She was with Mutt Lang, very Mutt Lang. famous producer. Mm-hmm. Like one of the biggest producers in the world. And, uh, and then there was a very public affair. And then she has since been with, Fred, uh, who I think was with the person Mutt was having an affair with. So, yeah, the, so the, the old rich person switcheroo. That's old, a cool move. It is a cool move. Yeah. And 
um, but we meet Fred, and Fred is this incredibly like down to earth guy. He's like wearing like a hoodie. He doesn't look like look like a Swiss aristocrat that I had in my mind. I never knew what he looked like, mm-hmm. and he's a little younger than her. And he's just part of the day to day operation. Like he and the two of them are like a real partnership. Like they do everything together. He's on the road every day of the year. During the show, he was running around. We just saw him running around with a massive camera and like those ca- camera lens. He's taking photos of the show, and it, like it's his responsibility to like show her the photos after the show and like they go over the photos together wow. and and the, so but also i don't know sounds like a wife guy to me yeah totally <laughs> total <laughs> wife guy so um so we're chatting with him and by the way i again i don't know anything about anything so i'm like oh so what do you do like when you guys are off the road what, what are you up to and he's like well you know i got some investments and i'm just gonna you know work on some business stuff i'm like oh cool whatever and i've done you know i'm just making play conversation we leave ash is like you know that guy started an espresso right like when oh, he's really <laughs> wow <laughs> So he's like, I got some investments. Like the guy is, is like- Is that the one that George Clooney promotes? Yeah, like independently, incredibly successful. That's awesome. So we're sitting at catering before the show and this, and, and Birchall, who happens to be with us as well, says, oh, I know their manager, Layla, because we helped them get on TikTok. So I'm like, I don't know who Layla is, whatever. Layla, this person comes to the table where we're sitting and she looks across the table and just points at me and goes, oh, I know who you are. And hmm. she's, she's British. And I'm like, I, who is this person? I know, I know this person from a different life. And she goes, I won't do the accent for this next part. (laughs) (laughs) I was just getting excited. She she goes, you and I sat across from the table at Sneaky D's and you slid a toonie across the table and you said, will you be our manager? Because if you want this $2, that's 20% of the, of the commission that we made this night uh, tonight at the show. So I'm like, I'm like, and so it turns out Layla is Layla Hebden. Layla Hebden is a Brit who lived in Toronto from like 2004 to 2014 and managed Born Ruffians, Young wow. Rival, and all these other cool peers of ours that were like a little ahead of us yeah. who were doing awesome stuff and getting deals with like British labels. And their manager was this like mythical, young, cool British lady. You shot your shot. And, and so she's like, I'm like, oh my God, you're Layla. You're Layla. I haven't seen Layla in probably 15 years. She goes, honestly, you used to send me songs all the time. You emailed me all the time asking to manage your band. I was like, oh my God, this is all coming back to me. She's like, and I've seen what you've done since. I'm so happy for you. And I've been so proud of you to see what you've done. Wow. But I was like, oh my God, so classic me. How did she go from these indie bands to Shania? I want to know about that that, journey. Well, that's what, what we got to. But anyway, it was very, I was like, so we must have made $20 that night or $10 playing Sneaky D's. And I was like, do you want this toonie? Which is such a cringy thing. What do you, th- what do you think of the, this execution from Young Max oh, to a God. hit manager that he wanted? The toonie, that would be 20% of our commission tonight. It's very Max move. No, yeah. I think it's good and it's funny. It's not cringy. You're acting like it's so embarrassing. No, I don't know. I just, she's like, got to be embarrassed. You're huge now. <laughs> I mean, she's managing. She's well, not. She's yeah, so, not that embarrassed. <laughs> it's, it, well, it's, 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 and it can, it's also precocious. It's yeah. like there's something really... Depending on the person, it can either be like the sort of move that's a real put off or something that's like, I, that's there's you know, a fine line. I, I say this to any like young hustler out there is like yes. between being precocious and being just fucking annoying and exactly. like out of your like source. A put off. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, I asked her about that. And so basically she went back to London and she was managing this cool, these cool bands. Um, but I think was looking for a change. There's a management company called Maverick that manages, among others, Andrea Bocelli, Shania Twain and Paul McCartney. And so the guy who runs it, Scott something, mm. he hired Layla to come in and be Shania's manager and like with him. Very cool. So, so she's been working with Shania for like the last seven years. So it was really fun to get to hang out with uh, her. All I'm hearing show. is that we're a step closer to Paul. We are. Yeah. Absolutely. 
anyway, so then after the show, uh, we, we were just going to go. It turns out they wanted to hang. So we basically go back. And Shania, by the way, looks incredible. She's 57. And she's wearing the iconic leather suit from 20 years ago. They took it out of the Country Music Hall of Fame for this tour. And she looks as good as she's ever looked. What? It's a leopard. leopard. What did I say? Oh, oh, a leather. I meant leopard skin. Is it? How tall uh, is she? Is she like a petite? Yeah, she's pretty small. Yeah. Um, but anyway, she comes back and she's wearing a freebie Beauty and the Beast like production baseball hat. That's fun. She's wearing her own three-quarter zip-up Let's Go Girls pink sweatshirt. Nice. She's wearing blue jeans and like new arrow shoes. And most of her makeup's off and she's just chill. She and- sounds like female Max. <laughs> That's a new dress. Road merch, weird hat. Yeah. Yeah. New balance shoes. Yeah, exactly. I'm wearing new balance shoes right now. Yeah. Um, and basically for the next, I'm not getting for the next hour, it's the six of us in this small little room drinking like wine and champagne. Her beautiful husky dog is next to Ash. Ash loves nothing more than playing with a husky dog. Oh, man. So Ash is almost nonverbal, just like smiling, <laughs> looking at Shania, petting Shania's oh dog. My God. While I basically host a podcast. This is incredible. With Shania. And and Layla is sitting next to Birch and she knows Birch a little bit. And I guess later they told me they're like, we were just talking about whispering about you, Max. I was like, this fucking guy. Just will not stop talking and just like commanding the entire room. <laughs> That's awesome. And I was just asking Shania every question. I was like, what are you doing when you're off the road? She's like, I just like being on a boat. I'm like, what are you doing on the boat? She's like, reading. I'm like, what are you reading? She's like, nonfiction. I'm like, go on. <laughs> this is incredible. And she's like, like books on art and stuff. I'm like, she's like, I love it. I'm like, why don't you just do that all the time? Then she's like, oh, I got a tour. I'm like, you don't need to tour. Like, just like that. <laughs> And like, um, I was like, what music are you listening to before you write? She's like, I don't listen to any music before I write. I like to go in with a clear head. I'm like, you don't listen to anything? She's like, no. I'm like, then what are you going to write? Like, what are you talking about? She's like, I just don't do that. I'm like, are you sure? <laughs> and then she's like, well, I listen to the radio. I'm like, well, what do you like on the radio? Like, I just like would yeah. not stop. Oh my she goodness. didn't seem put off by it though. I think, um, I hope she liked the, the hang. And I met their kid too. The kid's like a 20 year old who's very like was working on the tour. Like as a PA, basically. Yeah. It was funny because he's also an aspiring music producer. And I mentioned this to Shania. I'm like, hey, Shania, it's really cool to meet your son, Asia. It looks like he already has a whole setup doing recording during the day. And she kind of was like, for a little bit, but he's working on the tour. Like kind of wanted to make it clear that. Grounded in. He's Yeah, he's not just hanging out. Like he's doing stuff on the tour. I was like, I thought classic mom. Yeah. Classic mom. But it it was, it was really cool. It was also cool because like her sister is there and it's just, they have such a sweet relationship. And she was like, okay, going back on going, going back to Huntsville. And it just reminded me of like two Canadian sisters that are now in their late fifties, giving each other a hug, the older sister being just super pumped to see her younger sister and then saying goodbye. I love you. Talk to you soon. And it it just, it was a very humanizing hour. And it was very, very surreal. And it was so cool to share it with Ash and and Ash, Birchall, and I uh, walked home together. We're like, what? So of all the things that we've done, that was definitely felt like one of the most like personal, intimate, extended moments. It wasn't just like, oh, I met somebody really quick. It was yeah. just like, and we were trying to do the polite thing. We we're like, hey, we'll, we'll get out of here. We, we don't. She's like, well, I'm gonna have another glass. You don't have to go anywhere. We're like, okay. Why if I do? I just want to say that it was so impressive to see how much she cared about every single aspect of the show. We really got into the nuts and bolts of the show, and she is so incredibly like dialed in. She she makes her own wardrobe. Uh, she does a lot of audience work. She wants to make everybody feel really welcomed. I don't know. She I just I could not be more impressed with her like level of 
professionalism and care. So huge shout out to Shania Twain. Shout out to Shania. Um, and on that note, we're going to wrap lots going on. Like we said, if you want to come to the Zoetic on Tuesday, July 4th, and you're in the Hamilton area, uh, shoot the pod a DM and we'll try and sort that out. Uh, also just for laughs in Montreal, Thursday, July 27th. The whole gang will be out there. The dessert gang, uh, the best hang podcast gang, and uh, we're gonna have a good time. That's it. That's all. That's our episode. Thanks so much, Nathan Ash. Thank you to Manager Ash, and I'm glad that you had the time of your life at Shania Twain. It's been a good hang, guys. Maybe the best. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.